the Two Girls One Podcast. This week, our titular titans of internet audio cover the spookiest, scariest topic yet. Cooking! What's more terrifying than two hours of grocery shopping, four hours of ingredient prep, and three hours of cleaning up so you can enjoy 12 minutes of actually eating. And now here are those very hosts whose favorite recipes involve an easy bake oven and a questionable amount of cannabis, Alison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. Yo, yo, everybody, it's Lindsay and Allie, and we are two girls on this one podcast where we talk to you about weird and interesting communities on the Internet. And though it is no longer Halloween, we have a Halloween special for you. (laughs) (laughs) Scheduling. It's because today we will be talking about gravestones. But like in a fun way, because it's food related. Mm. Which is exactly what you thought Lindsay was going to (laughs) say. Spooky, savory. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, some people share their famous recipe on their gravestone. I don't know how popular this is, but a woman on, you guessed it, TikTok, decided to start baking these recipes. And they've gone super viral And we're very fascinated by this phenomenon (laughs) that could only be possible with the internet and graveyards. This was flagged for us by Billy West in space in our Discord. So you can also join the conversation there, discord.gg slash 2G1P. People are suggesting topics and we are following their leads. So thank you, Billy West in space. Love it, my friends. And as Allie mentioned, we know it's not Halloween anymore, but whatever. Let's talk about what my costume was. It was very cute. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? I made um, Barrel from Lock, Shock, and Barrel on The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Three Trick-or-Treaters. Okay. But his little costume is just a little skeleton, like a very DIY skeleton. So I bought white felt. I cut it out. I sewed it onto a gray sweatsuit and I went to parties and people were like, wow, you look cute and comfortable. And I was like, don't be jealous. So I did not get to celebrate Halloween this year, but some might say that I celebrated it in the truest way possible, (laughs) (laughs) which is that I went to a funeral. (laughs) So here we are. Um, No, I'm, I'm fine. But um, a good friend of mine, his father passed away, but the kicker is that his mother passed away many years ago and he has no siblings. So that's a lot. Yeah. When his dad was diagnosed with ALS, I started Mm, making jokes like, don't worry, I'm going to adopt you as my brother. I'm your sister now. It's totally fine. We were at Burning Man together and um, I really wanted to find a place that would do some kind of Burning Man sibling adoption. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, he has an unbelievable amount of stuff to do. And then sidebar, another good friend of mine married a flight attendant. Get yourselves a friend who married a flight attendant or marry a flight attendant because it's the best fucking perk. I get free flights on JetBlue. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 
Well, you, know you this have about to me? stand in the, wait, when did your it's friend? It's standby, it's standby. Yeah, and I have to pay yeah. like taxes and fees, but it's amazing. So basically, these are all, all the people I just mentioned, we all grew up together. So I was like, hey, when his dad passes, can I get a flight on JetBlue? And they were like, absolutely, took a red eye out and um, have been uh, <laughs> going through a dead man's belongings all week. So I'm celebrating mm. Halloween. <laughs> My yeah. friend is like being, is handling it so well and um, is being really efficient with everything that needs to get done. And we're actually like bizarrely having a good time. Like, you know. Yeah. What's the most interesting mm-hmm. or connected thing that, that you have found that you may be bonded over? So his dad was actually apparently an incredible musician, which I knew that his dad like played the banjo back in the day and like had this bluegrass band, but now I'm seeing all the press they got. And apparently he was like quite incredible. Mm, wow, cool. And his dad collected instruments. So there's the, we've, we have found, I think like 36 wow. <laughs> like antique banjos and mandolins and stuff. The problem wow. is like, um, there is so much junk to go through, but then like Every now and then there's like this unbelievable gem. So it's kind of complicated, like when to just have like a a junk lugger service come versus like Mm -hmm. go through the items. It's been like, I know it maybe sounded sad and like it, it, it is obviously very sad in a lot of ways, but, um, we've been, you know, hanging out. Yeah. So that's That's my Halloween story. (laughs) I love this. He's been so great. He's been so, he's been handling it so well. And he's been like so appreciative that I'm here, which actually makes it feel like really nice. And he has so much to do. I'm like glad I'm here. I'm only here for a couple days, but it's like, he has so much to do. So I'm glad I came. And it's kind of like you get a little study guide to what we're all going to have to do eventually. I mean, yeah. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's so it's so intense. There's like a whole, I think, movie genre about it. Like yep. dealing <laughs> with the house and the life your parents just left. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pro tip, if your parents are hoarders, um, ask them to take care of that now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're finding unopened boxes from the 80s. Actually, Matt, I want to sidebar with you because we're finding all these like original like Nintendo cartridges and stuff. And oh, I'm like, yeah. some of these are probably worth, worth thousands a of dollars lot. well it depends but, but also like dollars. you're talking about um you're talking about instruments and electronics and video games like there are you mentioned it like there are services that will haul away junk but what you actually want is a service to come in price everything yeah. have an estate sale and they will yeah. say junk junk pile this banjo very nice this will this will be 150 bucks and then they take a cut and then your the family recoups whatever and it's taken care of you know that that way you don't have to go through it yourself yeah no totally that's what i we're... will uh, i'll take a mandolin or two if you're if you're offering <laughs> well i didn't attend a funeral but i was in a show called the telephone gospel where mm-hmm. i was part mm-hmm. of the choir of this variety show hosted by my friends jerry and vosti and my part of the show like my little variety segment I did a thing about secrets where I had everyone in the audience, well, anyone who saw the little note at the beginning of the show, write a secret on a piece of paper, fold it up anonymously and put it in a hat. Love it. I love that stuff. Yeah. During my segment, I read, for the first time, I read secrets out loud. I had audience people pull one out, read it. So they're reading each other's secrets. They don't know who, it's anonymous. So nobody knows who said what. Mm -hmm. And like the first four secrets were all about sex. And I'm like, okay, we need to have a conversation. We are all hoarding some kind of shame, like holding shame around. What were they? Tell us the secrets. Tell us the secrets. Okay. So one of the secrets was about this man obviously, or I don't know if it was a man, actually, it could have been a woman, but this person uh, had very 
like all of his wives were interesting. So the first one was a sex worker. The second wife was a mafia princess and the third <laughs> wife was an S&M queen. And that was his secret, like the the professions of each of his wives. And I huh. think it was an older man because he said first wife prostitute. And I was like, only embarrassing thing about this list of secrets is that you said prostitute instead of sex worker. <laughs> <laughs> and Did then, you say that when you Yes, read it? yes, no, I said That's that great. in the show. And then <laughs> Someone else's was, I have absolutely no libido. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's kind of powerful because I'm imagining it's only a problem for you because people are trying to get with you and you're like, oof, too bad. I'm not going to be interested in that ever. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a lot of power you can have because you're probably young and hot and people will just be confused. Libido or just like <laughs> asexual, you know? I think that the fact that they said they have no libido means that they're like interested in people, but they're just not getting it together to want to have sex. Does that, you know? No, but asexual is actually that you're not into sexual activity. Like you can be asexual, but not aromantic. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know. I don't know because yeah. I, I don't know who it was. Wait, okay, so, so you read these secrets and then what happened? <laughs> yeah, and so then I was just sort of like, talking to them about their secrets anonymously. So I'm talking yeah. to the whole audience about hmm. the secret. And then we talked, I was like, we have a lot of secrets around shame, apparently. I mean, around sex, apparently. So if anybody here heard something that they think is embarrassing or shameful that someone should have kept secret, clap. And then nobody clapped. And I was like, yeah, so maybe you should just share these things with the people in your life so that they can know you better. And, you know, or maybe you're keeping it secret for some other reason. And then I was like, I'm going to look through and find one that's not about sex. And then I had to look for a couple. And then I found one. And then I read and I was like, oh, I'm going to find another one that's not about sex. That was fun. And then I found one that said, I'm not the best ass eater. And I was like, <laughs> that's really funny. Like, does everyone assume that you're a very good ass eater? And now you're like embarrassed to say, like, I'm actually not that good at it. Like, who is giving you this feedback? Like, I guess he's just saying, no, but it's also about intonation, right? Like, I'm not the best at ass eater. Right. You know, like maybe he's tried and it's just like, you're not the greatest at that. Um, I was thinking of doing something somewhat similar in the next Love Isn't Blind, November 15th in Santa Monica. Visit loveisntblind.co. Anyway, I was thinking of doing like a crush box where you could like write like, oh, I'm crushing on the person in, in plaid in the second row. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't I'm not totally sure, but I might do something like that. Hmm. Well, you know what? It seems like a great time to uh, <laughs> get into some trivia. Yes, let's Ooh, do it. We got some trivia. All right. It's a little different this time. Uh, we're talking about gravestones and what's on them in this case, recipes, but I'm going to read you the names of some very famous people that you might know, and you are going to decide what is actually on their gravestone. Uh, I have a bunch here. I'm going to give you two choices for each person. One of them is right. One of them is fake. You need to rack up the most points to win trivia. Are you prepared? Okay. Uh-huh. I love All this. Right. Frank Sinatra. Perhaps you've heard of him. Yes. Just a little bit. A little yes. bit. What is on Frank Sinatra's tombstone? Is it A, the best is yet to come? <laughs> or is it B, come fly with me? Wow. I hope it's B. Do you hope or do you choose B? I'll choose B. I'm, I also want to choose B. Okay, you do can. it. You can choose. You, you're, you're trying to get the most right. So there's okay. no, no no strategy and diversification. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. 
All right, Allie goes with Come Fly With Me. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. The correct answer is The Best Is Yet To Come, so Gross. you both uh, get zero. That's so right, well, let's run it together. Frank, you're dead. You're dead, Frank. The Best Is Not Yet To Come. <laughs> Interestingly, uh, his tombstone was changed sometime around 2020, perhaps due to some, like, family dispute or something. So the current stone now says something like uh, Sleep Warm Papa or something, which, but for many years since his death, uh, it was uh, The Best Is Yet To Come. Number two, Billy Shakespeare, what is on his tombstone? Is it A, cursed be he that moves my bones? Or is it B, to die, to sleep, to sleep, perchance to dream? Oh my God. Again, I'm going to go with B, but it, if it's the first one, hilarious. I'm going to go with A. Go for it, Allie. The correct answer is A, cursed be he that moves yes. my bones. It's part of a, lo- a, a not a long poem, but uh, some sort of spiritual poem that has a little Shakespeare kick at the end, and it's it's quite fun. So that's Great. one point for Allie. She has pulled ahead. I have zero points. It's fine. You have zero points. Tupac Shakur. Mm. What is on Tupac's gravestone? Biggie did it. A... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not saying I'm going to change the world, but I will spark the brain that will change the world. That's A. Or is it B, long live the rose that grew from concrete when no one else even cared? It's been A the whole time, so I'm going to still say B. (laughs) (laughs) Great strategy. Hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Why would I know this? (laughs) Did you know the other ones? We don't know any of them. (laughs) Allie at the bar during trivia night. Why would I know this? Yeah, but some of them maybe I would, you know, like, oh, 19, like Cole Porter musical, you know, like, got it, Mm, you know? mm -hmm, (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Yep. But um, I love that the obvious thing you would know is a Cole Porter musical. (laughs) I mean, I do love Cole Porter, but I mean, I'm not going to take that back. So, (laughs) Oh, it's accurate. You know, I like Lindsay's logic. I'm going to go with B. Okay. You both go with B and you are both wrong. It was A, uh, the spark. He wants to spark the brain that will change the world. uh, world. That second quote is from a book that he put out uh, about his life, maybe an autobiography. So it's beautiful. What a genius. Yeah. It's very handsome, handsome devil. So the current score is Ali has one correct answer. Lindsay has zero. I'm going to say B. No matter what it is. All right. All right. I. I'm doing the math to see if you win, and uh, it's not looking good. I mean, next question is uh, Lucille Ball. Oh, my God, I love it. Was it A, I work better with an audience, I am dead, in fact, without one? That is A for Lucy Ball, or is it B, you've come home? Oh, wow. I'm going with A. Okay, Alec goes with A. I said before I heard it I was going to go with B. Lindsay goes with B. Lindsay is correct. It is now tied up one to one Ooh. for Gravestone Trivia. Uh, next one, Ella Fitzgerald. <gasps> queen. The queen. Uh-huh. Is it A, it don't mean a thing if it, <laughs> if it ain't, ain't got, got that, that swing? swing. <laughs> or is it B, beloved mother and grandmother? B. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. Everything. I'm going to go A. Okay, Lindsay goes A, the swing. Allie, you're going to go B? Yeah. Allie pulls ahead oh, with damn it. beloved mother and grandmother. She now has two. I love it. I just hadn't said um, A the whole time, so I just had to say A. Yeah, okay. She didn't write that. No, and it's not even her even most famous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Though I, I found it interesting, too, that 
the best is yet to come for Sinatra. Like he, yeah, obviously yeah. he did not write his songs either, but um, that was a well-known song. All right, this is the final one. Okay. Uh oh. If Lindsay gets this correct and Allie misses, it is a tie. In any other scenario, Allie will win. Yeah, I ha- we no have pressure. to go different. Judy Garland, is it A? I'll come to you, smiling through the years. Creepy. Or is it B? Gone over the rainbow. <gasps> oh, I hope it's B. Okay, I'm I'll gonna go, go A. B purely I'm going based A. on hope. Okay. A. Allie chooses B. Lindsay chooses A. The correct answer is A. Smiling through the years. Mm. That means this game of gravestone bingo is a tie. Congratulations. Whee! This is gravestone bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I was not given a bingo card. But I'm proud to tie with Lindsay any day of the week. Oh, nice. same, 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 same. Yeah. This was great. And now we probably need to bring you back to the land of the living uh, with this exciting advertisement. Thank you very much to Wesley Cordell, Jerry Doran, Jessica Fox. Melissa Elliott, William, Jessica Kaimel, Ken M, and Kelsey Marie. <laughs> if you would like to strike fear and respect in our hearts, please consider joining our Patreon at the $10 or more level. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. And now, a real post entitled, Beware of Kids' Meals at McDonald's, from the website that will soon replace the Department of Health, Nextdoor, curated by Best of Nextdoor. Beware of kids' meals at McDonald's. I thought I would try a happy meal to see why kids love it. I started choking and coughing but couldn't figure out why when just a hamburger meal inside a bitter pickle and two tablespoons of chopped white onions. I am allergic to onions and pickles, especially any kind of onions. And the french fries have a lot of salt and pepper on them. Thank God I have Galvaton tablets that stop the allergic reaction to everything. So I guess the Hamburger Happy Meal is not just a hamburger anymore. Have no what is inside the hamburger. So beware of what is in kids' meals. Can be bad, even for adults. I don't get it. Like, she could have lifted the bun. Like, why does that? I don't. And those are, like, pretty standard things to be on a hamburger. I don't get it. <laughs> That's like saying, like, I opened up my Twix bar and there was, like, caramel chocolate, chocolate and some kind of cookie mm. crunch thing. Like, yeah, that's how that goes. 
Also, to be allergic to onions is something where, like, you can't eat out ever. <laughs> yeah. Why are you trying to eat a burger? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interessante. This person. Yeah, she was very passionate about that. She wanted to get the word out. Uh, 50 grand for that ad. Hi, just, it, was, it was a good... It's good for us. I don't know about her intentions, but it's great. Speaking about right. controversial recipes. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she did it. She did it. Our guest today is the creator of the Ghostly Archive on TikTok and Instagram. Please, everyone, welcome Rosie Grant. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah. This is very appropriate. I know Matt doesn't want us to talk about it, but we're recording on Halloween. It won't be Halloween when you hear this, but we're very excited to talk about ghosts. (laughs) And also, you know, Halloween is for all year long okay Mm. halloween can always be in your heart you don't have to just gonna say halloween is in our hearts exactly just please keep christ in halloween thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) i mean there are a lot of zombies so that adds up it's so true it's so wow yeah Yeah. he's the most popular zombie (laughs) he is by far oh my god have we talked about this on the show i feel like we've talked about this on the show how like a smidge jesus is a zombie yeah 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 yeah. yeah. rosie are you having fun (laughs) this is how we do interviews we just talk to you you know no big deal please keep going i love my brain is blown right now jesus as a zombie like what a movie that would make as a just redone zombie movie oh yeah and just like how powerful of a zombie he is that we weren't like this is gross you were dead for three days we're like that's so cool you scared your mom and your wife half to death and now we will follow you for centuries yeah we'll worship you for it also like the jesus look is really in post-pandemic i know all these men with like long beards and long hair but like i don't think any of them are going as a zombie this evening i'm gonna text some people after we record anyway Mm -hmm. um so okay Tell us about your TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now I want to change it to zombie connection. Um, (laughs) My TikTok. That's a dating site. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Already taken. Do you want to find other zombies in your area? Welcome to zombie (laughs) connection. (laughs) Hot zombie singles. Hot zombies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, they may be, they may be cold and dead, but they're hot. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So you you go to cemeteries. First of all, how did you end up making this? How often have you been going to cemeteries? When did this become your thing? This became my thing really just a year ago. I was in library science school at the University of Maryland, and we had to take this class about like how social media works, basically, and we had to start a fresh account. Uh, Because librarians need to know how to do that. (laughs) And um, it was basically like how to go viral. Like that was the point of the class. And I created this TikTok account. A plus. I know. You teach this class now. Now you teach this class. (laughs) The professor emails me constantly. Wait, can you give us the top 10 points too? Yeah, neither one of us has been able to do it. Yeah, totally. I mean, like about a third of the class, like viral is such a relative term anyway. There's no like number to exactly go viral, but we had to get 10,000 views in one week on a fresh, on a fresh account and a fresh piece of content. And so 
the majority of the class got it or no, about a third of the class got 10,000 views. And so like, whatever it was, like the professor was like, this is how algorithms work. And that was, that was how that side of it started. Tell me more. Well, you should just give us the class. Allie, we're going to take this class. Can we take Can it we virtually? Can we take this class? Yes. With Jen Goldbeck. Did one smart ass student uh, just buy the views? Like you just pay for ads? It's not allowed. Um, but I'm sure people did because what you could do that I had thought the thought to do this. Uh, locally, TikTok is like really good at pushing content. And this was last year. So like TikTok was really good at pushing fresh content last year. Like the algorithm keeps changing, but like at the time I got 10,000 views in about an hour. Holy mother of God. I know. It was shocking. I was like, I've never, I've like, I've been on Instagram for like years and like, I've never had that happen before. So it was shocking, but you have to like, basically you pick niche content. So like I made my account about cemeteries. So I went into cemetery TikTok because at the same time I was interning at a graveyard in Washington, D.C., the program, you also had to do like a field study and I wanted to do like digital archives and I was applying all over the place. And the one place that brought me on was a graveyard. Wait, the assignment, the assignment was like something around digital archives and the graveyard just happened to be the place that took you on. Yes, exactly. So like I wanted like a digital archives internship. And then, so when I was talking to my professor about what to make the TikTok on, she was like, you should make it about your cemetery internship. And I was like, I don't think there's an audience for that. And I was very wrong. Uh, (laughs) That is this podcast in a way. But wow, I love how many factors coalesced perfectly here. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's Jen Goldbeck. I already found her. She's amazing. Yeah, me too. But is this class virtual or do we have to go to Maryland? No, you can do it virtually. I'm in Maryland right now. Oh my God. (laughs) Don't brag, (laughs) Allie. Don't take her class. Right now. But I leave tomorrow, so. Oh, damn. I need need the online version. You only need need 10 minutes to get 10,000 views. I think you're fine. Perfect. Jen, the most ADD thing about this show, besides me, is that Allie and I fall in love with every single guest and commit to doing the things. And sometimes we do it. (laughs) But most of the time, we forget. So you're going to be viral on TikTok. (laughs) Exactly. 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 Oh, my gosh. No, she's great. A few followers. So she has a lot of different, like, her Twitter account is, like, mostly like information science, like that's her background. But she also like her big Instagram account that got her super famous is just a dog account, which like who doesn't love dogs? <laughs> and it's called the golden ratio. And it's just, she has all these like golden retrievers and it's genius content. Like she really knows what she's doing. Her instruction Amazing. to you was go- to go very niche. Yes, exactly. So like, cause dogs are not niche. Dogs are no. not niche, but it's specifically about her four golden retrievers. So like, it'll always be about these four dogs and they've brought on new dogs as like old dogs have died. So they'll oh, get another one. Oh my one. gosh. <laughs> they never, they never don't oh have four God, though. That's social media that's the golden life. ratio. Exactly. <laughs> They always have that. And so for like different people in the class, like one guy was like an exercise instructor. So he made it like workout routines. And then other people like the feel like the people who picked the hardest one was Twitter. Like, I don't understand how the heck they were supposed to get 10,000 like likes or interactions in a week. Did they do it? Yeah. TikTok is so much easier because the algorithms are trained for it. Yeah, exactly. So pretty much 
almost everyone that was on TikTok got the views. Um, a few people on Instagram got it. And then the Twitter people got like 100 likes, which failed. I think is still good. Yeah, failed the class. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully Twitter will die soon now that Elon Musk bought it and made exactly. it a fucking hellhole. I'm so Ugh. excited. That means I don't have to worry about tweeting anymore. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Even though all really I tweet is my, my appreciation for our Patreon subscribers. So. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. We want that's that. That's the only thing I ever tweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're interning at... <laughs> I always think it's amusing in my head when I'm I'm like, I'm the one keeping us on track. But anyway, okay. So um, you're interning, you're taking this class. Tell us about the first video. The very first video was just like about how to, like what I learned interning at a cemetery. It was like cemetery 101 of like what people leave at gravestones that we've seen, different types of gravestones. So it was like pretty broad. And the the like super viral piece didn't actually come until after this class had ended. And so it was like really fun. Like I loved visiting different cemeteries in DC and like, just like learning more about like the death industry. Whoa. I know it, the death industry is endlessly fascinating to me and I knew nothing about it going into it. Um, but I learned about a recipe that's on a gravestone in Brooklyn, New York on the grave of Naomi Miller Dawson. And she is this woman who has this gorgeous gravestone. It's like an open book and it has the recipe for spritz cookies. That was like her secret <laughs> recipe that she never shared in life. And like on her deathbed, her family put this on her recipe. Like she shared it with them, like, you know, gave permission and all. And it's an amazing recipe. So I cooked it and put it on TikTok. And then that's when things went crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely genius. Well, first of all, how'd those cookies turned out? turn out? They're amazing. Well, actually, I should start. I cooked them wrong the first time and the second time. <laughs> how do you know? Oh. <laughs> well, the other thing is I saw, I saw this and the instructions were very unclear. I blame the ghost. No, it's like, <laughs> there's no instructions. It's exactly that. It's just the ingredients. Yeah, like how is that her finally sharing her freaking recipe? There's no instructions. She's like sugar, butter. Like, come on, girl. Yeah, She's like, I'm going to mess up the recipe. Fuck you. I'm dead. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> universe. She, um, she, yeah, she basically like, yeah, she has the ingredients. And I think if you know a spritz cookie, you make it with a cookie press. So I made them like sugar cookies. I like put them in circles and then just bake them. And everyone on TikTok was like, oh, that's not like my grandmother used to make spritz cookies or my family makes spritz cookies. You're supposed to get a cookie press. So I was like, what's a cookie mm, press? Exactly. I was about to say, what the hell is a cookie press? It's, oh my gosh, they're so fun. If you like Google cookie <laughs> press, I got mine on like Amazon or something, but like you can like YouTube videos on how to use it. And so it was like a compilation of like TikToker comments and then like YouTube and like all these other places. And the press came with like better instructions, like actual instructions. So between all of that, I figured out how to make spritz cookies and they're so good. And that kind of like started everything. Like I was looking into more about her and then I learned that there's other gravestone recipes out there. I love it. How common is this gravestone recipes? It, there's only 15 that I'm aware of. Like in the world. And I'm sure there's oh. others like new ones have been like, this is at this point now, like my curiosity is like very peaked. It's like, there's so many cemeteries out there. And especially these are all newer graves in the U S they've all been women. They've mostly all been baked goods and they range from like no Alaska to Brooklyn. Like they're literally all over the place. But this is just what is like 
uh, searchable or archived, like there must be more than 15 exactly. if you walk into old grave cemeteries, right? I mean, right, exactly. are you hunting and now? I At this point, I'm fully hunting, but I have all of them, <laughs> I should say, I have not like organically found any of them. Like all of them have been discovered by someone else and like truly, truly crowdsourced. So like <gasps> this weekend, right. a woman in Arkansas, she's like, oh, this has been my passion project of collecting all the recipes in Arkansas here's all of the ones I've found. And oh, so wow. she found two new ones and then several graves that are like food adjacent. Like one guy's gravestone just says apple pie on it for no reason. Like there's no instructions. <laughs> he just says apple pie. <laughs> Another person says like carrot cake on there. Like they just, they have all these like food references. Someone else has like the Pillsbury Doughboy on it. So she's like collected all of these like food gravestones. So there's other people out there who are like doing this work as well. Do you know about the tomb with the giant dick on it? Wait, what? This is Allie's passion. Now we're into Allie's passion. (laughs) This is the woman in Mexico? Am I making this up? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you you been there? Oh my gosh. It's on my list now. (laughs) Where where in Mexico, y'all? I am trying to remember. Because the woman died not that long ago. Yes, it's an amazing story. She asked for a dick on her grave and it's a giant. They erected a giant dick on her grave. Yep. (laughs) It's beautiful, honestly. We might have discussed it previously, but (laughs) no, I'm very into this story. (laughs) I may have done a TikTok full of dick puns about it. but um, Incredible. Yeah, so... <laughs> anyway, so okay, so so now you're chasing these recipes. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like I am trying to visit all of them as like my next step. So in addition to finding more and cooking through all of them, I would like to at this point so there's 15 of them, two of them are in Israel, and then the rest mm. that I know about are in the US. So I'll focus on the US ones to start, but like they're all beautiful. Each cemetery has looked very different from each other. Like they're all modern cemeteries, like the oldest gravestone of recipes is like 30 years old. Like these are all pretty recent. That's wild. Why do you think that is? I think it's definitely, I mean, kind of, I'm glad that you brought up the Dick gravestone. It's an excellent example. Thank you so much. (laughs) It's just like this fun example of how like the gravestones in general are getting a lot more personalized. Um, I mean, I think this woman is like a great example of like, it's not just the U.S., but I think the U.S., from what I've been hearing from other people, it's like any, the sky's the limit on what you can put on your gravestone. Like we're all used to like the 1800s, like name, like birthday, death date, maybe a spiritual quote or like a symbol. And Mm -hmm. nowadays, like there's like in our cemetery, there was like a call number that was this guy who used to work at Library of Congress. And you could look up the call number of his favorite book at the library. (gasps) And like there's QR codes. They go to people's personal websites and like Uh there's uh, photos of their dog. Wow. And, Wait, like, people are still marketing? Yes. I barely can ask my friends to come to my shows. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. what? It's a flyer for a comedy show. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. No, it's so, it's just so cool. And like, and a really particularly like interesting section of congressionalists, they are the only official like LGBTQ cemetery in the US. And so they have a whole section of people who have like a lot of like very personal, like one guy has like gay is good. And then there's Leonard Matlovich, who's like very famous as like a civil rights activist. And like all of these people have decided, some of them are still living, but they all want to be buried in this area. So like, yeah, literally whatever you want to put on your gravestone, it's it's amazing to see. I like that, but also there's something beautiful about the people back in the day when like having mm. someone carve a letter into your gravestone costs like 
a dollar per letter and everybody made mm. like 12 cents a year. <laughs> yep. They, they would be like, she died not liking any of you. And that's it. You know, <laughs> and those, those gravestones are the ones that I like. It's yes. Like sweet to the point, mean to the point, just like <laughs> hilarious for no reason, but I'm dead. So a little bit of a roast. Yeah. Like the, I told you I was sick gravestone, which is a very yes, funny one. I told you I was <laughs> sick. Hilarious. <laughs> That's real somewhere. That's real. Yeah. I know there's a lot that are fake, you know, like people yeah. put that over like fake ones, but are we somewhere confusing there is these one. with the Halloween decorations at Costco. No, because it's I think, a real uh, one. And I know this okay. because I did an interview with NPR with Scott Simon and one of there's, I think more than one of them, but Scott Simon's dad is one of those gravestones. So he's buried in Chicago and he's like, <laughs> can I tell you about my father's grave? And I was like, you are kidding. That's your dad. And he's like, yep, he really thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. So something I love that you mentioned is how like the community, you know, on TikTok started giving you advice for how to improve the cookies. Mm. So what are the <laughs> other ways that they and, and now they're helping you like find the gravestones, right? So what are the different ways that people are like getting involved? <laughs> oh my gosh, in tons of I mean a lot it's been this outpouring like you know like TikTok like people can leave comments but like generally it's not a lot of like back and forth if there's so many of them but what a lot of people have started doing is DMing me different gravestones on Instagram just because like it's a little easier to message people. Mm -hmm. Tombstone story. I've gotten maybe like a hundred forwards of that. There's this <laughs> woman who at her funeral, she gave out Ouija boards for them to talk to her. So like everyone at the funeral got a Ouija board. Keep yes. in touch. I saw those. Yeah. Yes. Um, which what? is incredible. <laughs> Keep in touch. It's so good. <laughs> I want to do that at mine. Um, other people are like, so oh, my, my mom uh, like has this gravestone that I just think you should see or like talk about the story. And like historical societies have started like uh, digitizing like old recipes and stuff. So they've been sending that. Some people are just even hmm. sending their like, oh, I saw you like snickerdoodles. Like, here's my snickerdoodle recipe. <laughs> so it's, it's that's the limit. Wow. Okay. I kind of have a question about whether or not you have a favorite gravestone that you've encountered gravestone just in general oh gosh yeah maybe and maybe it doesn't she hasn't even have seen a recipe the dick gravestone yet i have well, she it. did see it it's been sent to her a hundred times <laughs> no but in person she hasn't visited i have it, to visit you know, it that's in obviously person. the best one clearly well, <laughs> um as far as uh favorite gravestones other than the dick gravestone i really like this one it's basically it's like an hour south of seattle and this woman, it's a blueberry pie recipe, but then her gravestone also has like all of this other stuff on it. Like she apparently, her and her husband started this like flex Tupperware type thing. So they have like the logo <laughs> of her company on it. There's also like a stonemason's logo on it too. So there's just like a lot going on with this gravestone. And I'm, and it's just on the flip side, it's a blueberry pie recipe. Like they put it all in. <laughs> wow. I like this. This sounds like my gravestone. My gravestone's either going to look insane. Like it's just going to have everything on it. Yes. It's going to be, she lived, she died. She hopes you had a good time. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Wait, so what niche have you found yourself in, in the sense that I know on TikTok, there's like a lot of like witch talk and oh, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, who do you think 
Like, why has this niche resonated so much with people? I think it's like a perfect blend because there's cemetery TikTok and grave talk and then food talk and baking TikTok and things like that. So I think it's this really weird combination of these two specific. So it's niche on niche. It's like food and death. And weirdly, like, I think there's a lot of like resonance. Like we, when people die and we're grieving, we crave certain kinds of foods and there's funeral foods and there's like when you're like thinking about like a loved one, like my family jokes a lot about when my, both of my grandmothers died during the pandemic. And for one in particular, she made this yellow cake for all of our birthdays and she had like chocolate icing on it. And we, every single kid's grandkid's birthday, she had this yellow cake and we loved it. And then during her funeral, when we were talking about this yellow cake, someone was like, did you know that's just box cake? Like, did you know like that there's nothing, there's no recipe, there's nothing special about it. <laughs> but like at the same time, having yellow cake takes me back to like memories of her. I think about like smells that I associate with her. So like, I don't know, like food and memory have this like amazing connection. So I guess weirdly food and death also have like this cool memory connection. I like that. Also, I think it would be hilarious if your grandma's gravestone just had birthday cake recipe. Get a box. (laughs) Add eggs. (laughs) Add eggs. Add some butter. (laughs) Cook it. Fun fatty. Fun fatty. Exactly. So what else goes on with grave talk? Like, why is that so big? It's a huge combination of like, most of them are like gravestone cleaners or preservationists. So they like go to cemeteries and will clean gravestones or they'll like do work in a cemetery. A lot of them are people in the death industry. So they're funeral home directors or morticians. And then other ones are just like content creators and like taffify, like people who love uh, cemeteries. So they'll like each uh, TikTok video will like feature a different cemetery gravestone. So it's literally, it's, so, it's like both broad and niche at the same time, I guess. That's like us, mm-hmm. Allie. <laughs> broad and niche. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. One day I hope to be described as that. <laughs> yeah. Put it on your, sem- uh, your gravestone, broad and niche. <laughs> I mean, name one thing that every human on earth uh, has to, has to do. Uh, eat and die. Like, yeah, you, that's you're covering... two things, Matt. I'm really worried about you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are correct. <laughs> you are correct. Uh-oh. <laughs> and also this, your first one also struck me as like secret knowledge of like, she mm. never shared the recipe and then she gave it to the world at the end. Like mm. that right there is an, is an, it has an epicness to it that is irresistible to oh, yeah. an internet. You know what I mean? So exactly. you, you crack Secret the code recipes? right away. <laughs> yeah. Like, and some of these recipes, they were like very open about with sharing, but then other ones, yeah, this was like the secret recipe. There's this woman who's buried in Arkansas and her, her gravestone does have her famous sugar cookie recipe, but she didn't put the icing recipe. And she was like, I want to keep that a family secret. This woman is still alive. <laughs> so she's like very openly like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. So Sassy. funny though, what people decide to like keep to themselves as though mm. it's so precious. Mm-hmm. But it is precious. It must be, you know, like how some people have really great hair. They're told over and over like, oh, your hair is great. Are you talking this about This recipe me? is what, yes, Allie, you specifically. <laughs> 
typically do have very great hair. But (laughs) it's like they've been told, oh, my gosh, these cookies are so amazing. Can you bring these cookies to like this party that we're going to have? Oh, my gosh, for my birthday, can you make these cookies? Mm. So it is Mm. part of what makes them special. And I get the idea of like giving it away. Yeah, but like if you had a Levain cookie, because those are incredible. Mm, They are. But that's someone professionally doing that. (laughs) That's like being like, did you get a blowout? Your hair looks amazing. Yeah, that's fine. But like Ali literally woke up like that. It's almost like a it's like a patent or a trademark. It is that it has value because it's unique and it is passed down legally as a business or through a family. I choose you, the one grandchild who I entrust with this special cookie thing. I get it. And so mm-hmm. I think I mean, obviously that's why this is uh just can't wait to see what Gen Z puts on their grave. You know, oh, there's gonna start boy. being pink p- pink tombstones, <laughs> QR <Tide> codes. <laughs> you know. No, but at yeah. that point too, there'll be VR. You'll visit them. There'll be a whole pop-up hologram on everybody's grave. Yeah. That'll be crazy. They're digital selves. Honestly, I'm here for it. That sounds fun. If you're a Gen Z person listening to this podcast, tell us your wild ideas for your future gravestone and um, the secret password that we'll have to input once we get to the website from the QR code. Yeah. Mm. If you like this gravestone content, kick in $1 on <laughs> patreon.com slash grave. Yeah. I also think there's something funny about like um, Grandpa River and Gram- Gram- Grandpa Phoenix and Gra- like all the names that are coming. Grandma River Mikhail- Phoenix? You that's know what Gen I mean? X, like a- baby. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's the next one. I wanted to ask something about the recipes in specific. What, you said most of them are baking. What are the savory recipes you've come across, if any? Literally only two. And technically only one of them is like officially a gravestone recipe. So there's this one cheese dip that is in, uh, it's a, on the grave of a woman in Iowa. It's really good. It's like there's spreadable cheese, there's bacon, there's onion. And her daughter messaged me on Instagram and was like, my mom made this for everything. It's like the red lantern cheese dip. So I think it was from like a restaurant that she worked at that she met her husband at. And she put the restaurant's cheese dip recipe on her gravestone. It's really, really good. I actually have the ingredients in my fridge. I'm going to make it again for Halloween. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. It's really fun. Her daughter's so nice. She just like, I think from my understanding, it was at the woman's funeral. She like loved cooking and so had a bunch of recipes. So they handed out cookbooks of her recipes at the funeral. So she just sent me one. Uh, I'm like so excited to try all of these. And then the other one is like also a technically a gravestone recipe. Basically, this woman in Texas, her gravestone says she made the best meatloaf and the cemetery has the meatloaf recipe. So they just sent it to me and I made it. It's really good meatloaf. Uh, so those are the two savory ones. Yum. I love it. And it sounds like two things that I wouldn't normally expect myself to eat, but as a <laughs> yeah. child would not be able to eat anything other than those two things. Oh, so absolutely. Yes. I'm into it, into it. There's some other very interesting things you seem to have discovered. You had a video that went super viral about who is next to Marilyn Monroe's grave. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that one was also, that one did happen during the class. So like uh, Los Angeles has some wild gravestones and just like, you go to one cemetery and there's just like so many like just different characters all buried right next to each other. So I went to, it's in Westwood. It's very close to UCLA. And Marilyn Monroe is like right next to Hugh Hefner's grave. So I at first was like, oh, that's so interesting. Like just like all these like characters who are buried here. Um, like if the cemetery has so many famous people. But then I was like looking into the story about it and he was not kind to her. Like he um, apparently like profited very much on her that she didn't see a penny from. He used photos of her 
people on our, this is how you go viral on TikTok is people start arguing with each other on your videos and that really yep. pushes the content out. <laughs> so like, I was like, this guy's a, a douchebag. Cause like, he like wanted to be, he basically like, he made his entire empire based off of first a photo of her. Like she was the first, I guess, cover of Playboy magazine. Wow. She had done those photos, sold it to someone who then sold it to Hugh Hefner. And then he put it on the magazine, made a lot of money off of it. She had to buy her own copy to Playboy just to oh see God. herself that she had like not given permission for this. I mean, what people in the comments have argued is like, yeah, well she was selling it. So like technically legally it was legal what he did, but it was still shitty. So I just, and so anyways, she passes away, gets buried there and he went to the grave next to her. And then a bunch of people in the comments have also said the person above asked to be buried face down. So it's like his body is looking at her in death. And that is so unsettling to me. That is like the ultimate creeper stalker situation. So... <laughs> Those graves needs to be, she needs to have a restraining order. Like exactly. what? Exactly. And so it's just like one of these, like, I mean, for all I know, like, I, I don't know when it went into it. Like this might be an urban legend, but at the same time, it's like an insane story. And that's been told very frequently. Like a lot of people in the comments have mentioned this. It was going to this viral trend of saying shitty of you to that song. And so I was like, oh, I have a video for this. And so it kind of was playing off of the algorithm of like a popular trending song. But then also, yeah, compared to the story where you're just like, ugh, this poor woman can't catch a break. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that one is unfortunately my most viral video. It has 7 million views. And I'm <gasps> like, sometimes I'm like, this is just so not my my content at this point. But it is an interesting fact about like, I mean, that's like funny too. You walk into a cemetery and like just the different characters that are buried next to each other is like so mm -hmm. interesting. Like they wouldn't have known each other in life, but now in death, they're like neighbors basically. Yeah. I also think there are probably a bunch of gravestones that like are in communication with each other, which is probably pretty funny. Ooh, wait, what do you mean by that? I love this. Like if, if it's a family plot, like you know who you're going to be next to. So if you die second, oh. mm. your gravestone can be like, talking to the gravestone next to you like i love that if your husband died and he's like ah he worked hard every day <laughs> and then the wife dies and it's like and she worked harder and then then like oh, those are the two yes. gravestones you know what i mean oh my god it's I like want that. the ultimate couples t-shirt but in gravestones <laughs> yeah it's like one person dies and they say niche, the person dies next to them goes and broad and you just have the two next to each other. Yeah. And these I are me that. and Allie's gravestones. <laughs> and we're just Mine has gonna a giant dick on it though. <laughs> and that's the that is that the niche gravestone or the broad one though? Who knows? Oh damn, good point. <laughs> yeah. Five hundred episodes. We did it. <laughs> so what do you think is next for you? Like, are you enjoying this or like, you know, because it's it seems like it's it's a bit of an accidental niche that you found yourself in. And you've only got 15 graves to cover, yeah. so you're done when once this is over. I know. So you're I washed can up. die. Yeah. And then <laughs> put one on your gravestone. <laughs> yeah, very meta, very meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely it's this I mean, literally this all so it's basically a year ago is when I did the first recipe gravestone thing. It, I mean, it's just taken off in a way I I'm shocked by, honestly. I love visiting things anyways. Like I, I lived Atlas Obscura, which you could, people can find articles about the gravestones on Atlas Obscura in general. So every weekend in the past, I would go into like, I would go to a cemetery. I would go to like an unusual off the beaten path place. Now it just feels like I have like more of a focus. So I definitely have to visit all of these gravestones. I do feel like there's more of them out there. 
And then there's a few gravestones that I'll cook through and they won't, um, it hasn't been right. So like I've cooked a fudge recipe that, um, is on this gravestone of a woman in, in, um, Utah and I've never cooked it correctly. Like not a single time I've never cooked it correctly. It's always like liquidy. And like, I've even talked to some of the family members and, uh, I just feel like there's like a technique that I'm missing. So I need to like actually perfect and make the recipe right. So that's kind of like in the near future, what I'm hoping to do. Some people have also asked for, uh, and that I'm like, oh, do I even want to go there? But like a cookbook and like collecting mm. all of these, photographing them, maybe talking to family members and stuff. And then it'll be like a very unusual cookbook. That is an excellent title. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> a very unusual cookbook. I like yes. that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's ready. And you don't need, like, here's the thing with cookbooks, in my opinion, there's too many recipes in them. <laughs> like, mm, Yeah, you'll never cook them all. Yeah. A cookbook with 15 recipes, very accessible, very doable. For If you're a completist, that's the cookbook for you, you know? I love that. I've never had – I because I would have been like, oh, maybe I'll wait till I find a few more. But no, that's a great point. Like this is actually something that people could cook through themselves. Oh, that's a great perspective. Thank you. <laughs> I you're also welcome. think it like is a great way to honor these people. Like it's clearly mm. what they wanted in a way, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, Kay Andrews, so the woman with the fudge recipe, she, her husband passed away. And so they were basically making a joint headstone together. So she was still alive when she put her fudge recipe on it and got a lot of like local press for herself. So like this wasn't every once in a while, these gravestone, like stories, news stories will pop up. So she was the second one I'd even heard about. And she thought it was hilarious. Like she (laughs) uh, loved the fact that people were like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like there's a recipe on a headstone. And she was very tickled by that. So uh, yeah. In any case, I, I would hope that people would be okay. I think I would want to check in with the families to make sure Mm -hmm. that like they're cool with it. But yeah, I was wondering about that. Like you're, you, you are clearly have a lot of respect for the people and the families and you're communicating with them. And so you're doing everything right. But have you, or are you worried about blowback? Like, let's say, you know, Mm. we know you're not quote unquote profiting from your TikTok views. Not yet anyway, but like, you sell a cookbook. It's a million copies. It's a bestseller. Like these people put recipes into the public domain. Is it a public cemetery? Is it private land? Like what's the rules on this stuff? Honestly. Great question. Yeah. Like what's like the copyright on a tombstone? Yeah, no, (laughs) it's a great question too. And from my understanding, it is public. Like it's a public area. I think it's more of like out of respect to the families. I would want to check in just to be like, are they okay with this kind of thing? Uh, I think like the biggest blowback that I get, like even in the comments or like messages and stuff is so counter to how I feel about the world. Like they'll basically be like, I don't think you should go visit cemeteries. Like, I don't think you should even be there. Um, And that's so like, basically there's just the idea, the death positive movement, which is people and society are better off if we are thinking about our own mortality, not to be like, yay, death, but to be like, I might die some, I, I, not, I might, I will die someday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like, I'll have that conversation with my family of how do I want to be celebrated? How do you want to be celebrated? How do I want to be remembered? And it makes it a little bit like we're healthier and better off for having these conversations rather than death being super taboo. And I think cemeteries in general are realizing like, it's a very difficult business model of like, you're just basically waiting for people to die and cemetery upkeep is extremely expensive. A lot of cemeteries are, if anything, like losing land, like city developers are coming in. And so the more a cemetery is connected with its local community, the better off for like the health and preservation of the cemetery it is. So 
when people are messaged, like, how dare you go into a cemetery? Like they, if someone was like, how dare you do TikToks about this? Like that's disrespectful. If anything, I can totally understand that. And like, that's a very valid criticism, but usually the main comments I get is like, I don't even think people should walk into cemeteries. Like, I don't think, like, I think it's evil what you're doing. And I'm like, no, oh I gosh. completely disagree with that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a relationship to a cemetery should be like a park, you know, yes. it's, yeah. it's a beautiful place that someone chose to rest their body. Mm-hmm. And if you come and you're taking enjoyment from this beautiful place, then you're just sharing it with someone who also thought it was beautiful and wanted to spend the rest of eternity there. You know, mm-hmm, I don't, mm-hmm. and it's, it, I mean, I guess it is complicated because people do feel like it's a sacred space, which it could be, yeah. but sacred doesn't mean unused. It's just like, mm. you know, maybe don't like hawk a loogie everywhere. I don't know. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, don't, don't be, yeah, be like, be gentle and be like respectful of where you are, but like visit a place. I think of that like quote of like, you die twice, you die the first time you like physically die and you die the second time is the last time someone says your name. And so like having someone like come and like visit and like look at your gravestone and wonder who you were. Like, I think there's something really powerful in that. Very Coco. That's very Coco. The plot of Coco. Mm, (laughs) Pretty Um, much. Yeah. Yeah. So in LA, the Hollywood Cemetery always has those movies at the cemetery, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. um, Cinespia. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's like a big thing. Like everybody does it. Like when I moved to LA, my roommate, my first roommate, was like, "We gotta go do this," and like it was a little bizarre to me. <laughs> like totally. on the one hand, it's nice. I mean, I think the weirdest thing is like at the end because people pack picnics. There are all these drunk people, and I saw a drunk yeah. guy peeing on someone's grave, and that was <gasps> yeah. no good. Did you really? Yeah. Heard, oh my I've God. heard similar stories. I, there's a, you can take the cemetery tour. There's like a really wonderful tour guide who she's talked about the same thing of like the idea of it is amazing. A lot of cemeteries are like congressional where I interned at, they started doing movie nights too. And it's great. Cause like, it's a public space. Uh, it brings people in it gets people like to care about the cemetery and connect with it. If people are respectful, it's great. But do sometimes people don't treat it respectfully. So like she is, said she's seen people like peeing on graves, stuff like that, where it's just like shocking. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. So like, I almost feel like you definitely need to buy in. Like if you want, if you want like a lot of visitors at your gravestone, you'll pick to be buried in a place like Hollywood forever or in congressional. And if you're like, no, I don't want that. I want to be cremated and like left on a shelf somewhere in my family's house. Like, great. Like, I think the idea is like, know what your options are and you know, like have a little bit of awareness of like, if I want to be buried here, this is what this means. If I want this to happen to my body, this is what, if I want to donate to my body to science, this is what that means. Like, it doesn't really matter what the thing is. Cause some people, yeah, they don't want the Hollywood forever death experience. Like they don't want that to be for their loved ones. Understandably. If I get yeah. buried in a fancy cemetery, which I will not, <laughs> I would put on, if you pee here, I will haunt your family. <gasps> Oh my God. I love that. That's so good. That's funny. You're just inviting people to pee though. In smaller print, it'll be like, this goes for dogs too. Ah, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Amazing. Well, so that's like a whole thing in congressional. They're huge. They used to be a very like derelict falling apart cemetery in like the nineties. And like people would sleep there at night. It was, it was like falling apart. The gravestones were crumbling. And then this dog walking program came together and partnered with the cemetery. And now it is this extremely exclusive dog walking park. Like you have to get a membership. You pay a lot of money that goes to the upkeep of the cemetery, but then you can walk your dog in the cemetery. 
And it is a three to four year waiting list. Like it's so popular. But then, yeah, at the same time, you're like, you're going to have dogs walking all over the place, which some people are super into. And some people are like, I don't want that for myself. (laughs) (laughs) I am not into animals. No big deal. But if you bring your dog near me, I'm going to haunt haunt your family. (laughs) That's not me. I'm into animals. Bring your dog to my grave. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love the idea of threatening a good haunt. You know, that's a great, that's a great one. But yeah, so so I I sort of asked this, but then I feel like we got a little sidetracked. Surprise, surprise! <laughs> but like, do you, are you going to stick with this cemetery niche? Like, yeah, the, you, uh, you fell into this, and then what's the plan? I think like I think is if if I whenever I run out, I've like so I, since there's been almost shocking amount of like things coming out of this in the last like even three weeks. You're not so. going to run out. People are dying every day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have been getting like emails from like friends and stuff being like, oh, like, unfortunately, my grandma passed away, but we were still figuring out her gravestone. And she like one friend, their grandmother has like a famous eggnog recipe. And they're like, we as a family have decided we're going to put her eggnog recipe on her gravestone that we were still like, um, you know, putting together and deciding what the text was going to be. So are they pitching you? <laughs> they're like, hey, can you come to grandma? <laughs> um, but I do feel like there's, if they, if I ever run out, you know, at some point it'll run its course. Um, but I also just feel like food and death, there's like, there's just so many, there's so much more to explore. There's like a lot of like different like traditions, like even funeral food I've been learning more about. Like there's like a Texas sheet cake that's like a really good funeral food because it's very sweet. It makes a lot of food and you can feed a lot of people and you can leave it out for hours. Like if you're at like a wake or something. So I'm like, maybe I would go into funeral food. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to happen. We're going to follow it. It's going to be great. In Mormonism, apparently there's this thing called funeral potatoes. And it's like this type of potatoes that everyone brings after Mm -hmm. someone dies. And my friend who is a gay ex-Mormon made this for me. And then we were joking, not joking that like, he should open some kind of food truck restaurant. And then we had this whole <gasps> plan to call it death by potato. And it's oh all these different, cause I was like, you could hack this, right? Cause it's basically a potato dish. Right. But I'm like, you could do it with different kinds of cheeses or, or put oh, different meats man. in it or truffle. Like it's like kind of like that Mac and cheese spot that has like 40 mm. different kinds of Mac and cheese. So mm. death by potato. Mm. I've been trying to convince him to do this. But. That's genius. <laughs> and that is such a good name. I will make a TikTok about this truck if this happens. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so good. Yeah, we all have like, it, I mean, it, it seems like families and cultures and custom, like when someone passes away, what what what's the food that we make? How do we like kind of come together around certain dishes? It's so interesting. I, I, I feel like I'm, I've like barely even like scratched the surface on like what are traditions that people do. So maybe that'll be a part two. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Rosie, we've been talking about other people's gravestones for an hour now. And now I would like to know, do you have any ideas about what you would like on your future gravestone? Oh gosh. I feel like I'm slowly narrowing it down. I definitely want a recipe on mine. I want something savory. I'm debating between either like a mac and cheese recipe that I like to make or this clam linguine that I'm a big fan of. So hopefully I have a little bit of time before I die to pick between the two of these. Send them both to me and Allie. We'll make them both and let you know which one's <gasps> gravestone worthy. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. What a service. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You know, You're welcome. Incredible. We're here to help. Uh, now we got to make a TV show of like gravestone head to head, chili versus cupcakes. <laughs> and it's like Guy Fieri is the host. <laughs> Guy Fieri? That's not respectful to the dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
thank you guys so much. Yes, thank you for joining us. This was so very niche. <laughs> Extremely niche. Yet broad. <laughs> niche broad. Well, yeah. I'm so glad that the dick uh, tombstone came up. Like, oh my gosh, that warms my heart. Don't you worry. I'm always here to bring up the dick. It's true. You know what? A big, hard, stone-like dick warms everybody's heart. It does. It really does. Rosie is adorable, and I can't wait to have a dinner party with her because we know the recipes will be to die for. Oh. oh. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just sitting here thinking of puns. <laughs> or trying to. Um, okay. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I went to the, uh, the like, um, catacombs or whatever in Buenos Aires. You guys know about the, like, the Ooh. really famous tombs there mm. um it's pretty wild there's like the really really famous one where like eva perone is buried and all of that and then and huh. so all the tourists go there it's very well maintained then there's a second one where the the mausoleums that's the word right mm. um yes instead of gravestones the mausoleums there's a second graveyard it's uh, my friend and i joked it's sort of like the poor man's gr- version because <laughs> there's still huge mausoleums but it's like not for some reason the famous touristy one and so it's like not well guarded or protected and so you walk around and like a lot of the mausoleums have been like ransacked for their <sighs> jewels and stuff wow. and there's just like skulls hanging around it, it was oh, wild wow. it was wild and and also like um we didn't get into this because there was already so much to discuss with her but like it's morbid but like there's so many fascinating burial traditions like as a kid i think mm-hmm. i and probably all of us were so fascinated by mummies like i still am mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so you're not alone yeah <laughs> i'll do you one better the the catacombs of paris are pretty well known but the the tldr is like Hey, so many people are dying from the plague that our cemeteries are filled up. So uh, yeah, just dump these bones and bodies in a in a limestone quarry. And so it's literally walls and walls and walls of human femurs, skulls. Like you are like imagine you're walking through a hall, you're a hallway, but the hallways made are bones. made of bones. And it's quite it's quite stunning. Uh, and I do recommend it. It's stunning. That's intense. Like it just, you're just staring at a wall of human remains that goes on for, I don't know, a mile or something. Did they stack them to like be yeah. more efficient? Yeah. Yes. Because no, they literally were running out of room in Paris in the Middle Ages for dead bodies. That, I think that's the, the backstory of it. Now Matt is getting all of his decor from this Paris catacombs <laughs> just, because just it's so a, stunning. Bone, leave a bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know stunning was such an interesting choice of words. Stunning. I just mean like you are you're looking at these human remains and you are stunned. You are literally yeah. I was stunned by it. It was very jarring. Like it's awesome. You were right. filled with yes. awe. Oh, yes, yeah. that is correct. But also a cozy living room, you know? <laughs> <laughs> stunning. Can you imagine if we were still dealing with bodies like that in this current pandemic? Oh, <laughs> it was like, my wow. God. So many people died last week. Let's just like stack them up over I here. I mean, their morgues were having some trouble uh, during the height New of York, the pandemic. Yeah. We don't have to go there. But here's a, here's a larger question. You, you both uh, referenced or joked about like, hey, Gen Z graves. Like, I'm going to assume that graveyards and cemeteries are going to go the way of the dinosaur over time. Like taking yeah. up land for I'm gonna be thousands a tree, of years so. when you're dead, just fucking burn me and throw yeah, me in the ocean. No, that's true too. We don't have, I mean, we're so overpopulated. What are we going to do with all right. these? Um, but 
fortunately, some people are already. Which religions are already pre- pro cremation? Does anyone know? It's not Judaism, but no. a, right, right. That's a good question. It's not Catholicism either. I don't think. Mm, like, is yeah. it Hindu? Is it? Here's where we show how ignorant we are. Sure, hey, sure. Is yeah, but also like religiosity overall, globally, is also on the decline. So I think we're we're heading towards a more naturalistic, like, hey, like just like you said, Lindsay, like Let's I'll be, be a tree. tree. Yeah. yeah. Which was supposed to be very, like, fantastical, right? But now it's just, like, you literally can get, like, compostable grave right. stuff where they yeah. turn into a tree. Yeah. You just um. get a bag, put your body in it, and you re... you From Earth you were, and from Earth you returned. Dust Which is dust. the ultimate, you know, aside from, like, you know, passing on your genetic information to more children, you know, g- generations. Like, a ch- like an, imagine an oak tree that has been there for a thousand years, and it was grandpa. You know, like, that is... That is a, a extraordinary. I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And then you'll feel bad when you sell the land right. and it gets turned into a condo. Yeah. Well, but but <laughs> you, that'll happen to cemeteries too. Like they'll, they'll be Starbucks. We visit him in the parking garage every week. <laughs> There's a park in San Francisco that used to be a graveyard. And there was like huh. a collection of maps that like one year it was a cemetery and the next year it was just a park. They <laughs> took out all the gravestones and you, if you didn't live there before this time, you just wouldn't know this entire park used to be a graveyard. Right. I mean, I guess t- to the larger point of like, isn't everywhere a used to be graveyard? Aren't we all <laughs> just walking around on native American graveyards? Not to yeah. be super dark. You know what I mean? Accurate. Like, Hashtag millions accurate. and billions of people have, come and gone before we even uh popped up here so true someone has died in your apartment <laughs> let me let me say that almost guaranteed not in mine it's a new construction i see i did see a ghost once which i think we've discussed on this podcast <laughs> just once i was quite sure i was positive ghosts did not exist until i woke up in the middle of the night and saw a distinct outline of a woman in like 1800s garb and i was like clearly my eyes are playing tricks on me and that's like the curtain and then i blinked and it didn't go away. And then I blinked again and it was still there. And then I was like, that's a ghost. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been like, yeah, that's a ghost. That's, <laughs> that's I mean, I rationally, I still am like, maybe that's my proof. eyes are playing tricks on me. But I blinked twice, you guys. Like the two um, blink, the two blinker. The two, no, the two blink. Once you blink twice, that's that's concrete. That's, That's scientific. a ghost. <laughs> One time in Atlanta, I was I took a selfie with my friend, and, and she uh, was a ghost. No, in the background, <laughs> and then she got ghosted. In the background, there was a full shape of an adult human person. In and we turned around, and there was no one there. And we look in the thing, and I was like, maybe it's a light. We were trying to figure out if there was a light. There was nothing, and there was no one. And it was crazy, and it was definitely a ghost. Wait, but you definitely. still have this photo. I do have the photo. Put it in the Discord. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> and speaking of, discord.gg slash 2G1P. Well, you also know about the the ghost that was in... I was living with a ghost in my last place that I lived. Remember? Right, you did tell us all about that. Because I used That's to live true. in an old church, yes. and she would close um, the door and feed the dog. It was crazy. You provided me some evidence with that, which I thought was uh, a little shaky, but... uh, (laughs) That's just you and Neil. You don't want to believe, and that's fine. But, like, obviously, the door closed. We we have central air. There was no wind. 
It was three in the morning and she closed the door. It goes, it starts out fast and it slows down so it doesn't slam <laughs> and then it closes all the way. Hmm. I'm, uh, this is rock solid. I don't, anyway, I can't see how we could send us your ghost stories. Okay. 2G1podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail with a scary story. That number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6548. You can also find us on Facebook, Two Girls, One Podcast. And last but not least, whether or not you've seen a ghost, please visit patreon.com slash 2G1P. Also, go vote. Thank you. For the living. (laughs) (laughs) And for those who want to keep most of us living. Uh, Heart your faces. Thank you. One podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford and already has a gravesite picked out for when someone is reminded what this show actually costs. I mean produced by Matt Silverman in New York City. This episode was edited by Avital Ayler. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. Don't you worry, I'm always here to bring up the dicks. <laughs>